Lightworkers Unite is a podcast and social show hosted by intuitive women, lightworkers, and most importantly, friends, Mayuman Manjeet. Welcome to our podcast, where we believe there is a lightworker within all of us. Whether you are a medium, an educator, or a nuclear technologist, there's a lightworker within you, and we have work to do. This is a call to action. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So the history of tarot. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good, my darling. How are you? Good. So the art of tarot. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like that. I, sorry. The art of tarot. <laughs> what yeah. is tarot? Well, and yeah. do you st- and some people say tarot and some people say tarot. What do you say? Oh no, it's yeah tarot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing tarot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. That made me laugh so hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay, what is, yeah, we're talking about tarot. <laughs> God, I ain't laughing. doing any tarot. That sounds dirty. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh I'm my god. I get the giggles. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh so hard or so loud in the microphone, but okay. No, either way is I think phonetically correct. But yeah, I'm just being silly. No, me too. Well, it's a good thing. So I say tarot. I don't know. Yeah. But I heard someone say Tarot and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So like you said, no, nothing wrong. So. (laughs) God, I'm just dying. What is wrong with us today? We just can't stop giggling. God, it's one of those. That's good. You know what? It'll be contagious. Let's, let's, let's spread some laughter right now, dude. I'll take it. I think I know for me, it like Mondays, it's our recording day, right? We were just talking about earlier how we're just like slammed every Monday. It's like, and, and, and I always feel like, okay, I'm on, I'm on, I'm I'm on. And then, and then as soon as I see you, I'm like, (laughs) and then I giggle and all it's like this release of all this energy. So that's probably what our audience is hearing from us. It's just this like barfing of like, it is. It is. I mean, I'm all hot. (laughs) I'm feeling, yeah, definitely kind of that release of just, okay, I can kind of let my guard down now. I'm with my girl. Mm -hmm. I know. And today we're going to talk about some tarot. Woohoo, tarot. I'm sorry. I mean, do we have to get into the history? I mean, we just know it's been around for many, 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 many years. Yeah. And then there is, you know, I loved how you said the art of tarot. There, there is an art to it. It is, it, there is a, there is rhyme and reason. There is a way to do things. And I don't know about you, Manji, but I, I believe that it's probably evolved. There's that word again. It's probably evolved mm-hmm. as time has gone on. Now they have angel cards and they have oracle cards and mm-hmm. you can get a deck um, that aren't necessarily the traditional tarot. You can just get beautiful angel cards and uh, the idea. So what what do you believe is the idea of tarot? So why would you, why would someone be interested? Why would they do it? But yeah, I can tell you just a little bit about the history. I don't know a lot of it. Do you want me to just like, just try and then see what. Yeah, let's see what we've got. Because again, we like all the other juicy stuff. So we don't really have to spend a whole lot of time on history. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not a big, big fan of of that. But I, I know that it does. The first records date back to like the 14th century. So like crazy. I know. So when you just think about that alone, right, that's pretty mind boggling that 
Um, and, and, and a lot of it is the connection is like in, in Egypt. So that might also be why I have a really strong affinity for tarot because I love yeah. ancient Egypt. So there's a lot me of that. Uh, Ooh, that's, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So how about me? I just learned something in my own podcast. I did not know that, sister. Yeah. 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 And then there's, you know, then it kind of, it moves, you know, through French and, and, and then Northern Europe and, you know, so it starts moving through and, and I think traditional tarot has been really interesting. Just a little bit of the, it looks like some of the history, it kind of evolved from this Egyptian deck into a more biblical deck, oh. you know, as it kind of came into like French, France and, and all that. Yeah. Um, and then now, like you were saying earlier, we, now we have just not just the traditional tarot deck, but we have Oracle decks, which are like, you know, from animal totems to like goddesses to working your light, which is one of my favorite decks. Um, yes. I love, yes. And energy centers, Akashic uh, records. Well, that's actually tarot or at least the one I have, but yeah. I, and fairies, I even have a deck with the fairies messages yeah. from the fairies and I do love all the angels. Um, so I, I, I think there's, Oh, there's moonology. I mean, there's, all, all kinds of really cool oracle decks out there and some oh you're gonna die I was gifted a million years ago from my dear friend Vanessa who I don't know if she listens to this or not it was the housewives tarot and I died I th it was kind of a joke but I was dying and so of course we used it it was during one of our girls trips I broke that bitch out I'm like here we go everyone and it was hysterical, like balancing the dishes and laundry and cooking and there's knives and shit. I have it. I should, we should play with it. It's so funny, but it is true tarot. I mean, like you, there's messages in there, but it's all about the housewife. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I forgot I had that just now. So you can get really creative. Um, I know one that's all about birds. I thought that was really cute. I've always kind of wanted to do one that was all all different flowers, um, just for something simple, right? Yeah, I different love that. meanings. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and I think that's a that's a great segue. We just we just kind of touched on a bit of the history. We just kind of just letting y'all know that it's been around a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think the audience might be interested in, and this is, I get this question a lot because you and I both use tarot in our, in our sessions with people, right? Like I use it as yes. a coach, I use it <clears throat> in my Akashic record readings. I mean, I just, <clears throat> they're a big part of my life. And I'm, I get a lot of people that ask me, um, well, I, maybe I should back up. I am doing a intuitive women's circle next Thursday. That is the art of tarot. So that's kind of why we're, we're playing around with this. So if you're interested, you can always sign up for that. Yes. Um, but uh, the biggest question I get is picking your deck. So people have been asking me, you know, how do I pick my deck? So like you, you were just talking about all the decks that you have. How do you do that? How do you pick the deck to buy? And then how do you pick the deck to read for, whoever is you know your client for the day yeah well for me i can only speak for myself uh i it's whatever i'm gravitating towards whatever's resonating to me or or if i'm pulled to it because i'll tell you i've looked at some decks and i'd be like oh no thank you mm -hmm. and some i'll be like oh gosh i can feel it sometimes i'm a big believer in that the deck picks me so uh 
yeah and i and even if it's over amazon like i'll i like to do that every now and then is get on amazon and just browse so if you folks are looking and don't have your own tarot deck check out amazon they have a ton i think that's i think it's whatever gravitates whatever you're attracted to so no, look at the colors look at what the words are and just see how it makes you feel and just really trust that that ooh, this one sounds great i would also say some those that are gifted right? They come find you. So I think that's also something to kind of be open to like, ooh, someone gave me this deck. Maybe there's a reason. But when I'm doing a reading, and I, I will say when I'm doing a, a psychic mediumship reading, I don't always pull cards. I don't usually use cards for mediumship. But I will know I'll kind of sit beforehand before I meet with a sitter and feel whether or not I'm supposed to pull some cards. And sometimes I pull cards and I don't even tell them I've pulled cards. It's just for my knowledge to say, okay, what's what's the situation here? What am I dealing with? I'll ask my guides, show me what the intention is of this reading because I don't usually know. And then the cards will kind of tell me, which is fun and great. So I, and then last one, sorry, is maybe I um, am having someone in front of me and we've agreed that they personally would like to have a tarot card reading. So I will feel about two or three decks out and then I let, I present those and I let them choose. So it's part me selecting the decks and then it's definitely them selecting from there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, I and I agree. I, that's kind of what I was telling um, some of the folks that had enrolled for the for the workshop. They're texting me and like, what you know, what deck? You know, I don't have a deck, but I'm really fascinated with the with with tarot. But I don't even know where to start. And it can be you know, really overwhelming, like to, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of look through all of them and, and, and pick, but I love what you were saying about, um, and that's actually what I, what I sent back in, in an email to, to a couple of them was just, you know, scroll through them and click on a couple that just get your attention. And, um, that's all happening for a reason. So whatever you're drawn to, you know, maybe it's a couple decks, just grab them and, and see what you think. You know, I, I know for me, I've had, I bought decks for myself and as soon as I got them, I just put them away and I wouldn't, I just have no connection with them really at the time. And then all of a sudden I'll pull them out and be like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And it'd be like three years later. (laughs) Have you just happened to you before? Yes, that has. I can't believe you're saying that. Yes, absolutely. I think that's, it's interesting because at the time I really was interested and then I I buy it, but I'm like, oh, I'll get to it later. And then you kind of forget, or I look at it again and like, not yet, not yet. And you're right, it could be like a year or two. I'm like, oh, gosh. And then it just, I feel like it reveals itself thing. (laughs) Come use me. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I've got this beautiful deck. I'm going to use it. So, and I've bought some for other people that a part of me is saying as I'm handing it over, like, oh, I kind of want to hold on. (laughs) Maybe this one's for me or maybe I got to go get another one. (laughs) This is why what happens when you're a really good gift giver. (laughs) I'm, we're back to episode one. Okay. <laughs> this is me. So Amazing gift giving situation. Cause yeah, you do give great, great fucking You're gift. You're so sweet. Don't, you know, set uh, the standard now, knock it off. So, um, well, I have to so just, how about you? Oh, so sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say about the gifting, which is really cool. I, I, I think I'd mentioned to you that your beautiful, our beautiful niece, I've adopted her as my niece, Madison. Yes. 
sweet and spiritual Madison who makes beautiful jewelry. Um, I'd love to give her a shout out with her company. Yes, please. I'm so excited. I know that she listens to us. Let's yes. It's called, is it Madison Art Shack? Yes. Okay. So you gotta, you know, you gotta check it out because it's beautiful, intentional jewelry that she makes, but she had come over, um, a while ago and had had this one deck of, of, of that she had just gotten called uh, star seeds and I took a look and she wanted me to look through them with her and it was really awesome and I loved them like I was <laughs> like oh my gosh I'm drinking it all up and uh, but it's, it's pretty out there I mean it's really like intergalactic cards you know they're like I was I was gonna say cosmic for some reason yeah very cosmic yeah I mean they are they're about like star seeds which are like basically like you know aliens that are yep. living here and coming to this dimension to like you know learn shit <laughs> so it's, oh my it's, gosh it's, wait did you say alien yeah <laughs> Right back to aliens, girl. We're doing, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really cool deck, and it's all about Pallades and like all this like Atlantis and like really cool stuff. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and it was really cool because I think she could tell that I was really digging on them. And then a couple months later, she gifted them to me. Oh, what a girl! Yeah. What a sweet love. Yeah, it was really really sweet, and I just love them. I love them so much, and so. It's just really cool that um, when when you can just you get this feeling about somebody that you know they would resonate with something that gift did end up in my lap you know um, oh. from our connection so that was just really cool thank you Madison oh Madison we love you yeah <laughs> I'm so happy that she's kind of found her little niche and kind of who she is and and growing and she's she found it around the age that I did but she took off with it which I didn't because. Yeah. You know, I was trying to kind of cover it up a little bit and not be out there, but she's really owning it. I love it. And that's what this podcast is really about, right? I think for me too, it's like, just if you're feeling that pull towards like this psychic energy or tarot or, you know, guides and angels and like all that stuff, you know, it doesn't have to be all scary and woo woo wee. And we can actually just kind of anchor some of that in some science as well, Absolutely. Um, you know, and kind of bring it down to something that's more applicable, less scary and more just sort of something you can wrap your arms around. So that, that, that's really awesome. That is very well said. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. I mean, we are light workers, And so we, I think it's a way to just remember and be mindful that we are surrounded by we are spiritual beings and we're surrounded by this realm and while we're doing this work here while we're having this human experience um, why not co-create using spirit at the same time why not opening our gifts up and making our life a little better so and I I really do believe all that woo-woo stuff it falls in a an alignment with science I think it falls in alignment with ancient history and <laughs> I think that's part of who are whether you're a nurse an educator we say that in kind of our beginning um, whether you're a real estate agent it, it doesn't matter who or what you do we're all spiritual beings so being a light worker is just kind of maybe acknowledging that there's a light within you that wants to learn more and have growth and spread light and spread beautiful magic okay oh. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore go ahead no I love it <laughs> I love it yeah that it, it <laughs> we you just kept kept riding the wave there <laughs> awesome. like, what am I talking about oh my gosh so sorry <laughs> 
Oh my God. I love it. But you know, it does bring us to, um, that whole concept of like, what exactly the thing I, the, to my takeaway from that was really what exactly is tarot? Like, like what, what are we actually doing when we're pulling a card for somebody or doing some kind of reading for somebody, you know? And so like, what is your belief of what is happening when you're accessing the cards? Do you feel like that you're picking the card for that person or like what? Yeah. What, what, what's happening? <laughs> um, well, so it's my belief, at least when I'm doing a reading, the cards are a tool. It's a communication tool. So it depending on my intention, which is very, very important when any time and that's kind of part of like setting the stage right now let's say we've picked our deck so now you know what deck you want to work with and i i would say definitely get your energy and your juju all over that deck you know make sure you're loving on that deck and it's all about setting the intention who do i want to connect with and if it's for myself because i would say uh when you have a deck you should probably draw for yourself first and get used to the deck and get to know the deck before you read for someone else but i I set the intention of, okay, so let's say you, Manjeet, you and I are going to do a reading. I would say, all right, are we going to connect with Manjeet's guides? Let's see what her guides want her to know. Um, if it's a mediumship, I'll say, okay, we're here to connect with, you know, maybe it's my dad or someone's grandmother. Uh, maybe it's the angels. Maybe it's the universe. Maybe it's your higher self. Maybe I want to really set that intention. Okay, we're going to do, let's tap into Manjeet's higher self right now. And I'm going to pick a spread that I like. And that's the intention. The card is a tool. It is what spirit and spirit involves the universe, the angels, the guides, our loved ones, higher selves. That's kind of encompasses all of that. Spirit is going to choose that card for you. That is going to be the easiest way for you to interpret for that person. And it is also going to be something if the person's really involved, the colors, I say, look at the colors of the card. There's numbers, special words, um, anything in, in the photo or the artwork. And then you can refer to the guidebook. I think that if you're the reader, you really need to dive in and check to see what the guides are saying. Do they want you to read from the guidebook? Or are you just going to interpret because the minute you see that card, you know exactly what it means. Mm -hmm. So it's really me tapping into spirit and spirit saying, here, this is the what we need to relay. And this is the best card for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's, that would be the why or, you know, well, yeah. actually, maybe the how. Like, I think the, well, I agree, because I, I don't ever feel like I'm reading the card. I, I'm, you know, you're kind of set, doing the pre-work. And we're going to talk a little bit about setting the stage before you even do a reading for somebody. But I think it's important to kind of understand really what's happening. It's not me reading the cards. It's me being a conduit to pick the card. Yep. I'm actually connecting to your energy where I'm connecting to your frequency and where you are in your, your guides. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a weird, it's like a, not like a threesome, but <laughs> it's like, it is. it's like me and my guides connecting with you and your guides. Yeah. And it's like the, the, they're, they're kind of talking through, you know, the cards as, as like our way of communicating. And so I guess that lends me to the next question is, can it be confusing then? Because it's up to the reader then to decipher these cards. 
right? If we're the conduit, we're the messenger. It's, it's actually kind of the same in mediumship. It takes three to make this connection. It's the reader, it's the sitter, and then it's spirit. So it's our job as the reader or uh, the medium or the psychic, whatever that, that we interpret the, the, the message and and how we relay that but it is tapping into the sitter's energy and what they want and they do have a say because you're saying hmm when i see this card this means this actually but maybe you know what it means more so how does that resonate for you because i think the confusion is is if if i was giving you a tarot card reading what i may interpret from these cards that are mine that i know really well and i'm tapping into spirit when you look at it, you might say, mm, that doesn't really resonate with me, right? That doesn't make sense. So my question for you, Manji, is there a right or not a right or wrong, but who do you default? Do I default to the sitter? It doesn't resonate with them. Or do I default with my knowledge and my connection with spirit and how what these cards usually mean or convey? Yeah, well, that's a great question because... That's happened to me often when, where I'll read a card and I'll, it, it won't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. in the beginning. Right. So, but the more I tap into my intuitiveness about it, then, you know, you, it starts becoming a lot more clear. And so I think that's kind of the trust. Well, what you're saying is the trust between the reader and the sitter, you know, it's really just as a sitter being really open to whatever it is that they want to say. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's also up to the sitter to say, oh, that that really doesn't resonate. Or maybe it's something different. Right, you know? right. So, maybe yeah. it's something different. I, I think it challenges the sitter to say, okay, the card is showing up for a reason. And I, it's the same thing in mediumship. When I am being given a symbol that I know yeah. that, this, that spirit is saying, no, 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 keep keep showing this to them. They, they're going to know. And that sitter is saying, I have no idea what they're talking about. I always say, you know what, let's put that in your pocket for later. <laughs> because yeah. that might make sense later. And that's okay. Not everything is going to make complete sense in your reading and in the spread. But I always like to take a nice picture of the spread when we're done. And, uh, and then sit with it and think, okay, so why did that come up? You know, yeah, what does that mean? Well, and it, it's, it's really interesting, because we you know, we talk about, we talked about how to pick your deck. And then, you know, I usually pick my deck based on kind of my audience. So like I have a a drawer full of like my favorite decks. And then I kind of tap into the energy of the the deck that wants to work with that person, you know, and then I of course ask permission and then we go from there. But it's really interesting because there are certain decks that I have that I don't, I don't read any of the wording. Like I've actually tried to read the description in the book mm-hmm. and my eyes go blurry. I've had that happen a couple of times too. Isn't that crazy? It is you're so like, I can't read this. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, and it's like, it's almost like it's, it's really weird because it's like, no, these words don't mean anything. Look at the picture. That's correct. Oh, I'm nodding. If anyone can hear yeah. I am nodding. Yes. Isn't yes. Weird. It's so strange. And I, I, it's only happened to me. It happens to me a lot with one particular deck. And so whenever I read from that deck, I don't even bring out the book because I know that I, it's the imagery and there's something about the colors or something. So the interpretation, it, it's asking me to interpret the card a very different way. I know and which I, deck you're talking about. Which one? The Oracle of yes. the Wisdom. Yes. So, 
yeah. the wisdom of the Oracle. Yeah. With uh, the call it Baron Reed one. Yep. I, I, I can't yeah. read any of her words. I have to, I have well, to. There's a lot of them. Number one. It's true. It's one of my stronger decks. Isn't that funny yeah. that I do like, I really, there's a lot of energy in there and, and I know the cards really well. And I, I do like it because of that probably, but yeah, that's really interesting. I'm curious what your interpretation of one card from that deck, how it would be in my interpretation of that card of the deck. I wonder how different or in alignment, let's say I know what's in the guidebook. So I present the card. I know the meaning according to the guidebook. And then I'd be curious to see your interpretation without looking at the guidebook. I'm wondering if it's the same. You know, yeah, it could very well be. It's so cool. We should try it. We should try it. Yeah. And then we should record it and put it up on our podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it's, it, but, you know, I think that's a really cool what you're saying, right? It, it really, to me, it, it speaks of like tarot and embracing our intuition. You know, yes. like sometimes I fight that with the deck, like with that deck in particular, I would fight it. I would read it and I'd be like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I, and I know that, but I would fight it. And then finally it was just like, okay, I'm losing my vision. I can't read the bloody words anymore. Like spirits are really kind of saying, man, no, go deeper, go yeah. deeper. Right. And, and, then, and then I'm like, oh, okay. So, it, you know, for me, I'm really grateful for that deck because it really forces me, forced me really to just trust, really trust in your intuition. And I think that's a really important part of like setting the stage, right? Like it, as a reader, you pick your deck and then you set the stage, right? So, and, and a big part of that is also your intention as, as a reader, right? So absolutely. Yes. That the power of intention you know, when we set the stage for reading the cards, that that creating that really clear questioning, you know, mm -hmm. like for spirit, I think is just so sacred. It is. It's, it's number one, that you have to have intention and the question. If you don't, then you have to be prepared for a lot of some confusion, really. Yeah. Would you agree with to that, Miss Manjeet? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that setting the stage... Um, some of the things that I had here was um, really embracing your intuition, right? Um, setting the intention um, and then creating a sacred space, right? So like having candles, maybe light some incense, put some sage out. I love it. Need, right. And, um, and then also something really that a lot of people that read tarot talk about is clearing the cards. Yes. Can you tell me about that? How do you clear your cards when you <clears throat> mine's pretty simple and I can't even remember where I've learned this. I mean, I feel like it's been 25 years or something. I actually hold the deck either in my hand or on the table and I knock on it twice. I, I absolutely with with the deck of cards itself, not on not while they're in the box. So I take the the deck and I either set them on the table and I knock on them twice or I have them in my hand and knock on them twice. And with the intention, when I do this, I am clearing the cards of all previous energies. Mm, what I do you do? That. Do you do that too? No, yeah, I, I knock sometimes. I do a bunch of different things depending on the deck, I find. It's so weird. Do you do the sage? Sometimes I clear it with sage. Yeah, I definitely will. Um, I use sage. I'll, so I'll light a little stick or Palo Santo, and then I'll just kind of fan my cards through them. When I get a brand new deck, though, like off the press. Yeah, what do you do? I actually just like run every card on top of the like the smoke. Mm, each individual card yeah each individual card and and it oh. kind of gives me an opportunity to look at them 
as well. Just, yeah. Yes. Don't you think that's important? Totally. And it's just me getting acquainted with them, you know? So I, I, I get the box, take the, that annoying plastic wrap off and then, <laughs> you know, I'll um, kind of fan them through each one and kind of look at them and just kind of make them my own. And, yeah. and I loved what you said earlier about like hugging them and just kind of putting them in, close to your heart. Get um, your juju all over them. Yep. I love that. And and they, they just kind of feel like they're mine, you know? Yeah. And one of the other things I do, which is really weird, I just blow on them. Like, Ooh. like it's like a quick little like blow. Yeah. Super dirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I just blow my cards. <laughs> you just blow on them. I think, well, right, it's like fanning or with a feather when you clear a space. So it's using movement, right? Yeah. Air to clear. So fire, air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Earth, wind, yes. and fire. Yeah. Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So in between each reading or, you know, um, it's really important to kind of find your mechanism, like whatever it is that you feel uh, would work to kind of clear, clear them of the energy from the person before. Right. Yep. That's yep. So it starts off clear. And let's say this. What happens if you forget to do that? Well, I, f I find that that can be it really the reading can get a little confusing. It gets muddled. It feels a little sticky. And the way I, it translates to me is I don't feel confident. Yeah. Like I, for some reason I feel like, Oh, that not, something's not right. Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Yes. Or perhaps a card from a previous reading will show up. I'll be like, wait a second. This, you know, I'll start to get the sense of, wow, that feels like it's tied to the person before still. Yeah. I might get that. Where I, if I've cleared it and the card appears, I know that that is for, it's intentional for the person I'm reading. Um, but if I, if I, it makes me pause and go, wait, did I clear these cards? So I think that's really important what you mentioned. Um, I really do love ceremony and ritual. And um, so I, I think that if you can find a way that feels good to you to clear your deck, then, then that's the right method. Um, as long as it has the the intention, you have to set the intention, say aloud in your mind, um, I'm clearing these cards of all past energies, whatever you want the words, but I think that's really important to know that uh, that's up to you. There's no right or wrong, just whatever the intention and whatever your ritual is. Yeah. And also that it changes like for me with each deck, like sometimes I really like to just give them a big blow over and I'll, you know, leaf through them. And some of them, I really need to knock. Like, I really feel like I need to just knock on them and, you know, kind of like they, like they, I don't know if they're just stickier, like they just hold that, that residual energy longer. I don't know, but, but it's just, I think it's just really trusting in that, you know, trusting in your intuition. And then sometimes I'll get a deck that's been sitting in my, you know, my closet for a while, my drawer. And, and then I, I really do. Okay. I need to bring out the big guns and just like clear this because it's been sitting for a while. It feels stale. Yeah. So I just need to kind of almost activate them. And then I'll actually leaf them over the fire and obviously not to burn them. I was just going to say that. I can't believe. Really? I was just going to say, or ask you, do you ever put them near the fire? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Only during those times when I feel like it's a really old deck or something that I Stagnant. just haven't used a lot. And I feel like, oh, wow, I just need to, because I think they are, right? We, we talk a lot about energy. Mm -hmm. right? Everything is energy. And so if we really believe that, if we really hold true to that, then these powerful cards 
you know, can really house a lot of energy. So it becomes our responsibility to, to, to govern. How are we going to manage that? How do we delegate right. that power, that, you know, that energy right. and how do we want to wield that in the world? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. I think that's, uh, really fun. Also, I kind of like listening to other people's rituals or ceremonies or tactics. And I think those are wonderful methods. I'd love to hear what our listeners have to say for those that do tarot card readings or have a deck. Like, what do you do to clear? Or maybe this is the first time and you're like, I didn't even know I had to clear the deck. <laughs> you know? yeah. But let's just say this is a really great little tarot 101. Always clear the deck mm-hmm. and get started and find that ritual or method that works for you. Yeah. And I know we're not in COVID or well, we are in COVID time right now. So we're not really going to stores to like take your cards and hold them and all that. And I think that's why we both kind of gravitated to the, you know, options of like Hay House and, you know, Amazon and stuff. But, but a lot of times um, these, some of the metaphysical stores in your area will have tarot decks too, that you can kind of through and kind of feel that energy as well. Um, But of course, right now that's not necessarily safe to do. So um, I just wanted to you know, to say once things go back to normal. <laughs> yeah, trust that. <laughs> oh. Trust that energy. And as we know, across the screen, I do readings over the phone or over Zoom. It's still pretty magical if you're shopping and you're looking. Don't dismiss or say, gosh, I can't buy a deck until I can go in person. Just okay. know that you can. Yeah. It's the same thing. So just 100%. Just check into your energy and your intuition and select. Yeah. And and have fun with it because that's what it's really about. Oh, yeah. Which one's yeah. And, and, you know, don't um, don't judge yourself. Like, you know, if, if, if you hear a lot of people say, you know, oh, we got to you got to have only the traditional deck. You've only got to, you know, do this or that, you know. I, I'm, I'm just a really, I think Mim and I, we're right. We're just a big believers in trusting your instinct and the power that is wielded is going to be critical. It's going to be, it's going to be palpable no matter what deck you have. Don't you think? Absolutely. You could have, um, I have taken note cards and put little sayings on them or quotes or little, I don't know, maybe it's just yes, no, or maybe and flipped them over. I mean, you could do whatever it takes to have whatever the message is going to be portrayed. So it's really about the energy you give it and and how you interpret it. So I mean, you could be pieces of paper, not necessarily the cards, you know, so don't get so hung up on how things are done, I guess. Because it, it doesn't matter as long yeah. as there's intention. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So um, I have a question for you. Do you let people um, pick the card or do you pick the cards for them typically? And I know with, with COVID, of course, you're doing like online stuff a lot more. So I was just curious how you. Yeah. Uh, I. Okay. I guess it depends. So it depends if I choose to pick. A card. Sometimes they don't ask for a card again in my psychic mediumship, I kind of pick the cards myself to begin. Now in my angel card readings, like I've had where I've done this enormous, beautiful wheel of life spread, uh, the, the sitter, the client picks the card. I simply turn my camera down onto the table. I fan the cards out like I'm a very fancy Vegas dealer and just kind of spread it out. (laughs) And then I run my finger from one end. I say, go. I always say take a nice deep breath in and exhale longer than your inhale 
Okay, and then setting the intention that you're picking the right card for this moment. And I run my finger, I say go, and they tell me when to stop. And I, my finger goes down, I pick it, I set it aside. So they're really selecting the card um, based on that by just the visual through the camera. So oh. I, do I do both. Do you do Akashic Records? Um, you use, do you do readings? I mean, with the cards and yeah. those readings. And how do you do it? Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> so I ask permission, obviously. Yes, always. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know my clients get so annoyed. They're like, of course, Mandy. Yes, of course you can do that. But I'm always like, may I? <laughs> do I have your permission to, you know? So yeah, that's really important. Um, and then I just, um, I usually do like a three card spread um, after we do some. So the Akashic Record readings that I do, they're like 30 minutes of coaching first. So we kind of dig deep and ask a lot of questions about intention. Like if you want to go to the Akashic record and look at maybe future possibilities or where you want to heal in your life, when we get up to that dimension of the Akasha, we want to be pretty clear what the hell we're asking. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get up there and go, well, I don't really have a question. Like we're browsing. I'm just browsing. Yeah. Browsing. yeah. <laughs> so that's the intention is, you know, you spending that 30 minutes just kind of talking and getting really clear about what kind of clarity do you want to create for yourself in the Akasha? Um, and so the cards really help because we we're, that's when we start bringing in the guides we start yep. bringing your guides and all of that beautiful transcending energy starts to flow between me and the client, you know, in that first 30 minutes and the cards are just so powerful at like creating that connection. Cause then once yeah. we, once we get in there, we're like, we're, we get up to that Akasha quick. That's awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you again. So do they pick the card or do you pick the card cards? I do. You do. Okay. Yeah, I do through, you know, like we said earlier, uh, just tapping in through spirit. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think, um, it might be different if I w were doing the, the session live, like with the person, but I've been only really doing them, you know, remotely. So yeah. Yeah. I've had to really, really rely on that connection, that spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think that's okay. I think that we reach more people. You can get people across the country, across the state, across the continents. I think it's beautiful. Oh, to be yeah. able to do that. And I have another question and it's sort it's related to this and I don't want to be off topic, but when in your training for the Akashic Records reading, um, were you told to use cards or is that something that you customized on your own? I'm curious. Yeah, I think um, in the in the technical um, schooling, no. Um, so it really is one of those things, but you know, my, my teacher, and it's a multidimensional Akashic record reading, um, and she's an amazing teacher. Um, and, and a big part of what I really loved about her was, you know, make it your own, you know, there, there are rules and there are things that you want to follow to be in alignment with, you know, the sacred laws of our dimensions. Right. And, and that's really ingrained in, in the process, which I really love, but, um, but, but getting there, you know, really tapping into like who you are and how you want to be in service to people. Um, it's kind of like, make it your own, you know, do what feels right and, and leave the rest. But the actual process of going into the Akasha is it's, it's pretty, it's pretty like, here are the 19 steps. Like you don't want to follow them. Cause you can't like, you've got to ground yourself. 
Like, the, you know, those fundamental things are really ingrained, but the, the whole hour or the whole 30 minutes before for coaching, that was all, that's all part of my, so it's 30 minutes of coaching. And then it's an hour of guided meditation and then going into the Akasha and then, and then a period of time where we can reflect. So it is, it's, it's really, yeah. I it, love that you customized it to, to yourself. Cause I think that's really magical. And I think that makes it something that you can do where you're adding the elements of Manjeet and, and your power. And I have had the privilege to have an Akashic record reading with you. So if you haven't yet with Manjeet, this is one magical process. You have to do it. And I really loved where it took me. So I, yeah, I was really curious about that. So using the card, see how you could use it with that. And, and sometimes I use it in mediumship. Um, not always. I think I, it's a, a tapping into my intuition saying, okay, I feel like I need um, a little bit more insight, like help me out guides kind of direct me in a more direct way than me kind of searching, feeling, seeing, hearing. Um, but I think it's, it's just, but I do like the idea of making it your own. And, in, and I do the same way, like not every medium does a session with their sitter the same. Yeah. Um, there's spiritual laws, there's there's ways that you must go about doing it, but it's about you know, the words you use um, and and how you deliver a message. That's the really key. So whether you're getting a new deck, an old deck, uh, what if you're going to start kind of tapping into tarot, make it your own. Find out how you want to interpret, how you want to deliver the messages but always create a beautiful, sacred space, grounding yourself, setting the intention, but make it really valuable and, and beautiful for your your sitter, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that, that really kind of brings us like kind of full circle to interpretation and completion, right? Like and we didn't talk about spreads. Yeah. There's so many different spreads. And I think, again, the spread sets the intention. So let's say I want to do a three card spread. Some of those three card spreads, the intention would be, okay, from left to right, mm -hmm. the left is the past, the middle is the present, and the right card is the future. This is really important. It kind of helps you figure out what you want to do, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and also, there's other ones. I really like Kyle Gray's. Uh, Manjeet and I just talked about this the other day. Love this one. I got yes, I love the three card spread, but I like to left to right again. It's always left to right. The first card is your strength. I love that. It just talks about your strength. The middle card is your heart, right? Kind of who you are, all your heart. And then the last card is the challenge at hand, the current challenge or obstacle that you are trying to work on. It kind of presents itself. So that's another spread, but there's many. There's a pyramid spread that I love where the bottom four cards or five cards is the, the foundation of the issue. And then as you move up a level, there's three cards. That center card is what is central and the main focus of the spread and the issue. And then the top card is always a little peek into the future. So I, I just think it's beautiful. Pre, uh, past to present, left to right. Just so you guys know, that's kind of a fundamental knowing. Yeah. Right. Do you have any spreads that you like and use or? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm going to start using that Kyle Gray. Well, actually I did today uh, with a client. So <laughs> you did. I love I it. Did. How did it, how did it play oh, out? It was so brilliant. It was so perfect. Yeah. It was just so amazing when you, and you know, you made a really good, make a really good, always make good points, but this is a really good point. When you said, um, 
that the spread does really create intention. You know, so after talking a little bit with that person, kind of like pulling out a little bit of like, what do you want clarity around? It kind of helps you determine what kind of spread you want. So like, do you want to know about the past, present, future? Like what, or do you want to know about your current situation and, you know, what your strengths are and, you know, and so kind of pulling it into you, who, where you are in the, in that moment of, of pain or conflict or whatever. One of my favorite, I've got two favorite ones Um, here. Well, one of them is, um, well, it, it, it's really past, present, future. That's one. So I have three, <laughs> three favorites. So that's my favorite is past, present, future. And for me, the past, present, future is always really close in time, which is weird. I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> no. So what do you mean by that exactly? How much, how much time passed and how much future ahead? It feels like sometimes months behind and then like right, right, right now. And then uh-huh. literally like at the end of the call, maybe. Even. Uh-huh. Like, it's all very, very, very tight. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Do, or is it more like more like months or weeks? You know, that's a great question. I think it presents itself and tells me. So if I look at that left card, I'll be like, ooh, this feels like very long ago. Okay. This is like your childhood they're talking about, right? Uh, okay. So I think it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of weird because it's almost like, yeah, that's how I felt yesterday. <laughs> it's not like a, <laughs> as a child, you know, it's usually like, yeah, I felt like that yesterday. Yesterday. That's true. Yeah. And I think that's very possible. I think they say it could be, uh, you know, two years, two months, two weeks, yeah. two days. I mean, I, I think it just lends itself to the interpreter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe because I'm, you know, I, a lot of my metaphysical clients, they are, they're like, they're doing a lot of growth in kind of a short period of time. Like usually like, you know, my clients are, you're expediting the evolution of their, their process with coaching. That's kind of what it is. Like you're probably going to get to where you want to be. You know, it's just, it just might take you about a year, but with coaching or mediumship or, you know, with, with some kind of mechanism, you're you're speeding that up you know you're speeding up that learning curve because you're really challenging yourself and you're being held accountable and you know all that great stuff um so yeah I, that kind of as i'm speaking it kind of makes a little more sense now why things are like really tightened up yeah and maybe your guides know this about you okay this is what manji's going in now and she's got this client so let's show her the cards so i mean maybe that's yeah yeah Okay. And maybe for me, it is goes back a little further because a lot of times I'm dealing with grief and a memory or trauma. I get a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. So that does kind of lend itself to go a little bit deeper into the past and then take a a look and reflection of the of the present. It's really interesting. And my future is always a peak, like a peak. Really? Not, not like far, far, and then you know, it's just like let's take a little peek, see what's gonna happen. Anyway, interesting. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, I just back to a couple of the. Do you want me to share those yeah. two spreads that I like? Um, they, they're both for four card spreads, and one of them it's just an extrapolation of the past, present, and future. So it's like one, two, and three past, present, and future from like your left to right, and then right above your present card is the outcome. Yep. And then the bottom is the obstacle. So like maybe just an unforeseen thing, right? 
And then the other one is, um, which I really love this one is this is a, a five card spread all the way across. So uh, from left to right, and it's the current situation. The next one is what serves me. Yep. The other one is what's not serving me. And that card is always an ass kicker. FYI. Yep. <laughs> and then the fourth card is what obstacle is in your way. And, and and usually it's not, it's, it's usually, and you can, you can, you know, let me know if this is the case for you too. It's usually something they, they don't even think about. Right. An unforeseen obstacle, right? It's not anything obvious. It, it's yeah. something that we're not, you're not, we're not able to see in that moment. That's meant to give clarity. I love that with the guides are saying, this is what they need to know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of times when I pull that card, they're like, oh, man, I thought I worked that shit out. Oh, maybe not. Ah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of like, oh, I, I know that. But I, I really thought I had done a lot of work around that. And yeah. that becomes an opportunity for like people like you and I to say, well, how do we dig a little deeper into that then? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what, what? Let's yeah, let's let's shine the light on that just a little bit more then. Yeah. Get to your outcome, which is the last card. Yeah. Right. Yep. The outcome. Yeah. I I guess that's the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I um, love it. Fun stuff. So shall we do a couple cards before we end? Yeah, let's do I it. I mean, we're talking about it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. We're going to ask our audience today to um, pick a number from one to four. And I'm going to pick um, two cards, number one and number two. And, and then Mayum is going to pick number three and number four. Yep. Um, I am going to stick with my work here light Oracle cards. I don't know. They've been calling to me like this whole time we've been chatting. So it's four, 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 by the way. Right? <gasps> four, 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 four. My angels. Yeah, those angel numbers. So this is a good time to pull some cards. It is a good time. And what is our intention? What do we, why are we pulling these cards for um, our audience? What, what is the question? Hmm. Well, let's see. I, I mean, we probably should and do something specific so maybe it is what it is that your guides need you to know right yeah. so is that okay is that too right general now. yeah no right now in this right is, now yeah no matter what time of day you're listening to this recording this is what your spirit guides want you to know so already in your head listeners you have already selected one two three or four you can write it down or just remember it that's your card for today and Manjeet, you're going to go. And you said, what was the name of the deck? Yes. This is called um, Work Your Light. Work Your Light. Oracle deck. So it's a Rebecca Campbell. It's one of my favorites. So number one card. Are you guys ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So this is a number one card is your guides want you to know that it's time for you to answer the call. Mm. Um, and, the, and the inquiry here is what is your soul calling you to do? Ah. So this is an opportunity, right? To dive in deep and start really contemplating and thinking about where does my soul really want me to go? I love that. Because you are ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, if you're wanting some guidance around that, uh, Mayum and Manjeet can help you with that 100%. 100%. Well, we do. So number two, because I because I think that pulling a card like that, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I understand that my soul, and this is what's really calling to me to talk about right now about this card is a lot of folks might really feel like, yes, I understand there's my soul is asking to do something and I'm, I'm really hearing the call, but I don't know how, what I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know how to answer the call. That's what I keep hearing. And it's called, the, the card is called answer the call. Yeah. So if you're not sure how to do that, there are resources and there are people that can help you. 
Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. It really does lend itself to looking and diving deeper, searching, reaching out, mm-hmm. um, but but listening to that inner voice that is saying, "I need, I need something. I need more." What is yeah. what is that? And and maybe you know that's been burning for a while. Like that right. that's like that number one card. It's like you, you know it's it's been bubbling up. And 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 then what happens a lot of times, and I hear this a lot with clients. I'm sure you do too. Is they're frustrated because they don't know how to answer the call. You know, they, they're not sure how to like, just kind of line, align everything to, to, to just be in your power, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so this is an opportunity to reach out and come on over, come on in, <laughs> do this shit, I'll answer the call. So number two, ready for number two, whoever- I'm ready. This is really cool. It's called uh, Birthing a New Age. So it's a very, very cosmic card. It's- um birthing new creations. So dreaming a new world into being. Holy shit. (laughs) So you number two is out there. (laughs) This is about um, being in the center of your own circle, creating um, the world that you that you really want to live in. Yeah. Birthing is also a really uh, powerful word, right? Birthing new creations. So maybe, you know, there's been a desire to start a new business, have a family, all kinds of cool stuff here. So just embrace birthing a new age. Number two. I really love that. That really, I and you, I got to see the picture. So thank you. I feel bad for those. Which was a place we could post this stuff um, because that the photo and the artwork on that card was that really resonated with me more than the words itself. Yeah, when I look at that, my entire solar plexus chakra is like beaming, like, oh, I like I can hear it. Yeah, oh, I really love it. Powerful. So let me describe the the card a little bit for you. It's yeah. got, um, it, it, it's like a circle with stones. And there's three of them. Um, so there's a bigger one and then a smaller circle within that and then a smaller one within that. And inside is somebody standing with her um, her or his arms up in the air. And there's like basically stars and a galaxy above. And, and she or he is like just full of light, you know, really literally birthing a new age, like just creating it, 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 what it feels like to me. It's like creating not creating something from nothing. Mm, yeah, that's the energy I feel from this card. So if you picked a number two, you have the power to create something from nothing, but nothing is really energy that you can harness. Wow. Yeah, that's very powerful. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank okay. You Good job, Manji. Thank you so much for that. Okay, so you number threes out there. So you're gonna laugh at me because I was like, I don't know which deck to use I was going back and forth back and forth and I had two here ready to go so I picked one up and my whole body said no nope (laughs) I was like okay got it I I mean I heard my I felt icky I felt hot and I'm like okay got it nope 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 so the one I'm doing is the spirit animal oracle So I thought, you know what, this is about, I feel like the animals and nature want to be a part of this. So here we go. Now, it's, it's a deck that I love, but I will admit I don't use it very often. It's much more um, for me. And so I'm, we're just going to see all you animal lovers out there. Let's just see what's going to be. So number three, I just had to tell you before you start. Yeah, I today was shopping for animal 
totem cards. I've been filling them. I but I don't have any. So I like literally today, this morning, I was like, ah, oh, these animal totems. I've just really called to them. Like I actually put one in my cart and then took no it out. Way. Yeah. Oh no. my gosh. I love that you picked that deck. I did. I love it. I did. I picked it. It was the first one. And then you know how you start to question yourself. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to do this one. And the other one that I had, Manjeet, was Keepers of the Light. And yours was also um, mentioned the light. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'm not supposed to. So here we are. Oh, goodness. Okay. So number threes out there. We have Wolf Spirit. Turn knowledge into wisdom. Look at that bad boy, right? I just feel it calling to me this. Um, so if you're wolf energy or if, if you because wolf also is along the lines of like a dog, right? I mean, I, I think of this this wild, strong animal, um, but turning turning the knowledge that we have already. So you have knowledge within you. How can you turn it into wisdom or how can you turn it to where it serves you, serves you in your path? Um, I am curious because my guides are saying to kind of read a little bit out of here. I'm going to just, because I'm not, like I said, that familiar with these cards, but man, oh man, this card is about power. It's about you really stepping into um, who you are and the nausea you already contain. Because sometimes we think that we need to search elsewhere, right, for different knowledge or more knowledge. So uh, it says wolf spirit leads you deep into the enchanted forest that holds the secrets to your life. Can you sense her beckoning you to follow asking you to take all you have learned and all you are learning and make it yours? Can you integrate it all into your body, mind and spirit? Whatever lessons you learned along the way, do not leave them unexamined. So th that's what we're kind of talking about is really owning what you've already learned. Don't set that information aside. That is part of your journey. And how can you transform and, and utilize and use that to move forward and create your own wisdom around your situation or maybe your path ahead? So be strong and really trust in that what you've learned so far is part of of your journey. Right. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Love okay. that. And that's a really big fundamental for light workers. Like, right. Yeah. Kind of what we talk about a lot is like, no matter what your profession is, no matter what you're doing in the world, as far as work goes, you're still, you know, you still have this innate, powerful ability to be a light worker. It, it's not a, or it's an, and, and yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Love I love it too. Okay, number fours. Now this is funny because you know four is one of my numbers, obviously. So I I held it in in my intention that four was going to be also for me. Ooh, I just got chills. I got the white raven spirit, and it's trust the magic. Look at that, the white raven. Okay, that's that's very magical. So this is is interesting to me. Um, this is about really tapping into your 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 inner light and so the raven when we think of a raven we think of a black raven right so this here being kind of the flip side so there, there's always the shadows and the light right the dark and the light like we talked about last podcast so this card showing up this white raven spirit is trusting in the magic so trusting in spirit trusting that there are miracles trusting above and beyond what you can see feel hear and touch what is it about 
the other side, that white, angelic, benevolent, very beautiful, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking at? It's almost kind of cosmic, right? It's the other side of the fundamentals. It's kind of opposite of wolf, actually. Wolf is on the ground and the raven is up in the sky soaring. So yeah. this card here is for you, number fours, which actually pertains to me too, is trusting that the magic, that the intuition, that spirit who is trying to reach you and talk to you, it is at, it's real and you can trust it and use it. And how can you bring it in and really hone in on this? And it's that trust and surrender, trust and surrender, but to the magic to the white, to the light. Love what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you know, whenever I, I think about the animal totems, I'm wondering what you think about this. Um, because we're, we're not going to see a white raven. I know. That's why it's so magical, right? Yeah. But maybe in real life, we can translate that in our mind because it's like this 3D world we're living in. Maybe every time you see a black raven, you're reminded of your white power. You know, That's your right. white power sounded really racist. So <laughs> I did not mean that. <laughs> Oh of the light of your yeah. light power yeah white, white, you know the oh geez louise it sounded so bad oh so funny okay wow but you know whenever we you know to make it i i feel like to make it yours with the animals maybe there's a way whenever you look at the uh, look at a, a black raven because that's all we've got mm -hmm. we can kind of project ah oh, that's a message mm -hmm. for you to tap into your bright white light and yeah. magic mm -hmm. so in in real world um and also like instead of a wolf because huh, i don't want to see a wolf anytime soon but maybe <laughs> a dog when you're with your dog you know exactly you yep you think that of that energy does that what do you think yep. of that? that's exactly and i think that's yeah mentioning the dog along with the wolf and and a really grounded loyal trusting animal right and uh i i agree i like what you said about the black raven because that is what we see and i for me, it's kind of sometimes when we're in the dark to be reminded that there is light, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the flip side. It is absolutely the flip side. So to have a white raven uh, spirit totem in this deck, in fact, I'll have to tell you, I didn't even really know that it was in here. Yeah. That was the first time I saw it and I got the chills. I was like, oh my God, white raven spirit. That to me really does... Uh, it encompasses uh, the the opposite side of your fears and your anger and the shadows and all that to trust that there is always, always light. There's always, always angels. There's always, always source, the universe, the creator, spirit that has your back. Always. Love that. I yeah. love that so much. It's so much fun. I love it. Yep. I just thought the animals were so fun. So... These yeah. are great cards, uh, all four of them. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to your card for the day. We would love to hear some feedback to see what you guys, um, what you thought of the the art of tarot. Yeah, well, and, and, and stay tuned because, um, I mean, if you want to come to the Art of Tarot workshop next Thursday, just check it out on my website, infinitebalance.net. And But also, I think we've been talking so much about this that we stay tuned. We might have a seven-week art of tarot workshop coming at you. So mm -hmm. that's something. Um, and also you and I have been talking a lot about um, maybe doing a workshop on how to create your own tarot deck. 
I really want to do that. I've been thinking about that. Even, I don't know, I, I don't know what that looks like, but there's so many elements to my life and my world and how my brain works where like, for instance, I love sunflowers, right? And what would a sun, when I see a sunflower, what does that represent for me? That could be a card. So if I need to get some insight and I'm doing my own cards and I see a sunflower, then I know like, okay, that means, you know, go, go, go. That's energy, sun energy, that's friendship and um, sisterhood. It just means all those things to me. So it's really personalized, mm -hmm. right? So if we got a workshop together where you could actually sit um, and we would give you plenty of time to figure it out, what symbols, uh, and you could even help, we would help you with some of those if you weren't sure, that sure. you could make your own deck with, right? Yeah. I mean, and we would yeah. start off small, it wouldn't be like a 72 deck, you know, card deck or anything, but I think it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we'll work out the logistics, we don't have to maybe put all that part in there, but we definitely like stay tuned. Yeah. Because it's coming. Yeah. And it's it'll be a deep dive into like some, some emotions and and feelings that we have that we can help other people with but because it's our own deck that we created it just has it has a different power and energy it does if you're ready for that you know that that stay tuned because that's coming and of course our chakra workshop is coming up next tuesday oh my gosh it's already next tuesday yeah. yes we we're hoping we get some more uh registrants so is that the word registrants <laughs> registrations registrant <laughs> i'm having problems with words today i don't know why they're not flowing oh you're doing mm. great oh my god but yeah we'd love to see you there and i love 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 seeing you miss me love you. thanks I this was super fun i i love the decks and i love tarot and i love doing cards so we should do that each and every time too yeah so stay tuned for uh next week and we love you all so much have, have a great day everyone bye, bye.